Hi there, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 171. And today I'm going to talk about the problem of being too nice. Now this podcast episode is a few days late. I wonder if you noticed. Well, it might not be a surprise if you are a regular reader of my blog. Yes, I've had a tough time the last few days, but I'm not going to tell you about that time in detail. Instead, I'm going to share my last blog post with you because I've already said it once in all the right words. So here's my post, the problem with being too nice. Are you too nice? I am. I want to help everyone. Support and encouragement are my middle names. Send me an email and I'll spend hours answering it. Write me a comment and I'll always reply. Ask for some mentoring and I'll do my best even though you tell me you can't pay. I write a book, and another, then I decide I need to offer something extra. How about a book club? I pay for blog and podcast hosting and software and loads of other things so I can continue offering unschooling help. And then one day, I stop. I become sensible instead of nice. I decide I need some way to support what I do. I can't offer everything for free. Then I forget about being sensible. I create a membership site because I want to help people turn the ideas I write about into something real in their lives. There's a fee for the membership site, but maybe my book sales can cover the cost. So I decide that anyone who has purchased both of my books can join my community. Then I think, no, that's too much to ask. Members only have to buy one book. And then, after a couple of weeks, I say, don't worry about buying my books. Anyone can join. I'll pay the membership site hosting fee myself. It'll be worth it. I'll be able to help and support everyone in a more personal way if we have a private place to gather. Blog commenters stop by and I answer their questions and then they disappear. And I shrug and I say, that's the nature of blogging. I write long emails with mentoring help and don't receive any replies or thanks. And I tell myself that I don't do this for thanks. People stop visiting my book club and I tell myself it's my fault It was a silly idea. People ask to join my community and I send them an invitation and some don't take the time to accept. Did they change their minds? Too busy? Is the membership site just one more thing among many? Not that important. I welcome members to my site and invite them to contribute and a few beautiful people do, but a lot don't. Not one word. And I think, what am I doing? 
Perhaps I'm offering something that no one requires. I'm like a free Kindle book. Good to gather, never read. Something that's not needed. But hey, it was free. Put it on the shelf. One day it might come in handy. Or not. But I keep going because of a few kind and encouraging and loving friends. It's not about numbers, is it? And then one day I realise that after supporting unschoolers for year after year after year, I've had enough. Being too nice has taken its toll. I no longer want to persuade people to read my blog, listen to my podcast, join my community, buy my books. I have reached rock bottom. Right now, I have nothing left to give. I can't support anyone through this current crisis. I'm not surviving myself. I want to run away, which isn't possible because we're supposed to stay at home. But I can turn off the internet, disappear, stop being too nice. Because, you know what? Everyone will do fine without me. I don't need to do this. What I need to do is think about my own family. I have kids who've lost their jobs and a husband who can't stay home like most of the world because he has to go to school. And me? I'm tired of fighting the shopping hoarders for groceries. I'm fed up of always arriving in the toilet roll aisle a few minutes too late. My nice side is trying to speak. It wants to say, Sue, remember you're healthy. So is your family. Today, you didn't get any toilet paper, but you managed to buy a few rolls of paper towels. Girls have lost their jobs, but Andy has secure work, even if it's stressful at the moment. There are people much worse off than you. That's the trouble with being too nice. I can't be honest about how I'm feeling. I should be able to deal with everything, keep going, smile and pretend nothing's wrong. Because what will people say if they discover I'm not as nice as I try to make out? Of course, no one need know I'm upset, discouraged, tired, fed up of giving when I often receive no thanks, being a free Kindle book, in need of support myself. I could delete this post. Don't post it. Don't ruin your reputation, says Too Nice Sue. You're solid, strong, dependable, calm in the face of a crisis, accepting, gentle, giving. No, I'm not. I'm too nice. And that's not good for me and my family. I'm not superwoman. Actually, I'm rather ordinary. Today, I'm empty. I'm going to hide in my room and have a cry. And that's what I posted on Friday on my blog. And that's exactly how I was feeling. Now I made a few notes about a few things that I wanted to say about that blog post. But for some strange reason, I seem to have not only deleted the note on my phone, but I have deleted it forever. Yes, Sometimes things just don't go right. So I'm going to be speaking from memory and I'll probably forget a few points that I had planned to make. 
But anyway, the first point was that I wasn't inviting sympathy. I didn't expect people to stop by and encourage me and to tell me to keep on going. No, I actually turned the comments off on that post to prevent people from doing that. Well, that's what I thought I had done. But when I woke up on Saturday morning and I checked my emails, there were some comments from people that wanted to encourage me, that wanted to say, hey Sue, it's okay, we understand how you're feeling, if you need a break, please do, if you never come back again, that's alright, you have given us so much already. I mean to say, they were such beautiful comments, and I wasn't expecting any of them. So sometimes unexpected things happen, we delete our notes by mistake, We don't turn off our comments when we think we have done that. And people arrive just when we feel like giving up. I think that it is the combination of the lack of feedback about my podcast, my blog, my community, everything that I do. I think it's all to do with lack of feedback and the circumstances that everybody is going through at the moment because of the coronavirus. We have had a bad start to the year here in Australia. You might remember that it wasn't that long ago that I was saying that I yearned for our lives to be normal because they weren't, because we were living with a bushfire. It threatened our homes for week after week after week. Yes, it went on for a very long time. And we just got over that and we got some rain, which was lovely. And now we're thrust back into another crisis. And this is affecting everybody, as I said, not just our family, not just our part of the world, everybody. And that makes it difficult to complain, I think, because we start to compare ourselves, our situations with others. We haven't got coronavirus, even though two members of our family are out there in the public. I guess they could bring it home any day. But right at this moment, We are all healthy. As I said, there are a lot of people in a worse situation, but the problem is that that will always be the case. When our son Thomas died, I couldn't think of a worse situation to be in. But then people told me, at least you've got other children. It's not your first and only child. And then I felt bad about feeling bad. I felt that I didn't have the right to grieve which of course I did because each child is individual. We can't replace one child with another. There will always be a hole in our hearts and our lives if we lose a member of our family. But yes, there is always somebody in a worse situation than us, but that doesn't mean that we don't feel pain, we're not suffering, we're not coping, that we can't express our feelings honestly. So I expressed my feelings honestly on Friday. And looking back, I think that that was okay. Whenever we are open about how we're feeling, we give permission to other people to be honest about their feelings too. Nobody has to pretend that they've got it all together. We can support and encourage each other, accept each other exactly where each other is. I think that I got myself into that situation by myself. I mean, the lack of feedback didn't help, but being too nice 
got me into the situation where I felt upset because other people weren't reacting the way that I needed them to. And so I have decided that it is not a good thing to be too nice. What I have to offer is valuable. I have some good skills. What I have to say is important. What I produce is important. And I should not be afraid of saying that. I believe that my membership site is helpful. So I shouldn't be afraid of saying that either. I shouldn't need to persuade people to buy my books and read my blog and join my membership site. They should be able to speak for themselves. I think we spend a lot of time trying to persuade people to do things. Social media doesn't help. There's a lot of competition. Read my post, join my community, buy my books. There's so much out there. We're all jumping up and down trying to get people to notice us. Well, I still want to be generous. I want to answer comments. I didn't regret offering my book free on Kindle last week. I hope that it will help somebody. If you downloaded a copy of Curious Unschoolers, I hope that you read it, that you don't just gather it, and that it doesn't remain on your Kindle, on your device, unread. Yeah, I hope it doesn't stay there just in case. Because that's not why I offered it for free. I offered it for free to help people. So please read my book. And then, if you liked it, I'm not going to be backward about saying this. Please write a review for me. It will help other people find the book, find my other book, Radical Unschool Love, find my blog, and find my membership site. And most of all, it will help other people find unschooling. And that's what this is all about. This is why I sit here recording podcasts, why I write books, and why I form membership sites. It is all to encourage people to help people live the unschooling way of life, which I believe is a good way to live. It will bring peace to your families. It's just a good way to learn and to live with your children. But to do all this work, it does cost money. And so if you can buy a book, I would appreciate that very much. Now my membership site is still there. The book club is going, I think. I'm going to delete it. But I'm continuing to add to my membership site. And if you would like to join it, membership is free until March 2021. That's a whole year away almost. Yes, I know we've almost reached April and I've got something to say about April in a minute. But anyway, I should finish talking about this subject first, not get distracted. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes to my membership site and if you would like some encouragement, some support as you are beginning your unschooling journey or as you're continuing it Or if you just like some friendship, if you're a long-term unschooler and would like to share your wisdom, your ideas and your suggestions with other unschoolers who are following along in your pathway, please follow the link and join us. Since I wrote that post on Friday, I have had a lot of 
comments and messages and people have started talking in my membership site. I think a lot of the problem is that people are afraid to reveal themselves. They'd rather be a fly on the wall. I do this as well. I hop around the internet. I gather a bit of information here and a bit from there. And I don't tell anybody that I've visited this blog or read that article or visited this site, whatever it is. I just hop around silently. But the only problem with doing that in such a place as a membership site is that if you keep silent, you won't be contributing your experiences, your suggestions, your ideas. Other people won't benefit from them. Every member of my membership site is valuable. Everyone is important. And the more we talk, the more we can share, the more we can help people. It's not just about me and what I know, because I don't know everything. I don't have the answers to some people's questions, because our families are all different. Our situations are different. We experience different uh, challenges. But between us, we can help everyone, I'm sure. So I guess that's all I want to say about not being too nice and membership sites. I'm going to move on now to April. What is so special about April? Well, it's my birthday month, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the A to Z blogging challenge, which happens during April. I've done this challenge twice before. Now, this is what you have to do if you sign up. You have to write 26 posts in the month of April. That means that the only days off from writing are the Sundays of April. And to make things a little bit more interesting, maybe a little bit more challenging, each post has to be about a subject that begins with a different letter of the alphabet. So the post on the 1st of April, the title of that post has to start with A. And on the 30th of April, we round up the challenge with a post that has a title beginning with Z or Z if you are on the other side of the world from us. Now you can write all your posts on one theme or you can choose a different topic for every single day of the month. The first time I did this challenge, I didn't have a theme. Every post was different. And then the second time, I wrote all my posts around the theme of clothes. And I'm going to do this challenge again. And I am going to be writing about unschooling. The A to Z of unschooling. But to make it a bit more interesting, because I don't want to go over the same old ground that I've been writing about for years and years and years, I want to enjoy doing this. So I have given myself the extra challenge of having to connect unschooling with a list of random words. Last night I chose my random words. I got a list of A words on the screen of my device. Then I closed my eyes and I stabbed at the screen. And whichever word my finger landed on was the word that I added to my list. And then I found a list of B words and I chose a random one 
and then C words and so on. And now I have a list of words. And all I've got to do now is connect those words to unschooling. Write an unschooling story connected with my random words. Now, I like this kind of challenge, creative writing as well as writing about unschooling. I don't know how I'm going to go. I've had a look at the words and a few ideas have been going over in my mind. Some of the words are easier than others. The first word I chose was absorbed. I think that's very, very easy to connect to unschooling. But what about pastel? I don't really want to write about pastel artwork. How am I going to connect that word to unschooling? I guess I could cheat and change some of my words if I find that they are too difficult, but I hope not to do that. We shall see. So I posted about the A to Z blogging challenge in my community yesterday, and a few people stopped by and said, what a great idea. I love that idea. Yes, this might be a good way to get back into writing. So I might have some writing buddies. Maybe you would like to be a writing buddy too. Maybe you could write with your kids. Jim Rose did this A to Z challenge when she was nine. 26 posts and she posted them on her blog. Now I have put a link to her blog and all those posts in my community. I'm hoping that they might inspire some other children to give this blogging challenge a go. And maybe it will inspire parents as well. Because if a nine-year-old can write 26 posts in one month, surely we can as well. Now, you might not have a blog and you might be saying, I can't do the challenge, Sue. I've got nowhere to post my stories. Well, join my community. Because anybody in my community who hasn't got a blog is going to post their blog post stories in the community. I've got a special topic all set up and hopefully we'll have a few stories to read each day of April. This is one of the advantages of having our own community. We can do things like this. The community can be used as a communal blog. It can also be used as social media without all the bad bits and a forum. I think that a membership site is a wonderful idea. Now I just need to persuade you of that. Or maybe I don't. Maybe I just need to say, please follow the link to my membership site. When you get to the landing page, read what I've written. If you would like to come inside, please apply. I will be pleased to see you. Now, I was thinking about sharing one of my A to Z blogging stories to give you an idea of the type of thing that I have written in the past for the challenge. And as I was scrolling through all the posts, I realized that most of them are grief stories. I don't know why that is, but I don't want to read a grief story today because the first story that I read was rather on the negative side. I want something a little bit more uplifting to end this episode with. So I have chosen the why story, the second last story that I wrote for the challenge, and it is called You Come to Visit. 
I had to write it in the second person because I needed a Y word. You. You come to visit. And this is how the story goes. You're at the airport. My son Callum is there to meet you. I would have come myself, except I'm hopeless when it comes to driving through Sydney. So many intersections and lanes and traffic. You're better off with Callum. I would only get us lost. I guess you are tired. It's a long flight all the way to Australia. You'll be relieved you are here. Hey, do you realise you're a time traveller? All your family are living in today. But you have arrived at tomorrow. Have you found Callum yet? Will you recognise him from his photo? Just look for a broad man with a beard and smiling eyes. He'll make you feel welcome. He's good with people. Must be all those customers he deals with at work. Now don't look dismayed when you see Callum's rust-studded ute. It should get you here in one piece. Callum should only stall a few times on the journey home. No, just kidding. He's a good driver. Are you on your way out of the airport yet? Can you see the blue, blue sky? It's a beautiful time of year. Of course, that sky is going to disappear a number of times as you shoot down all the tunnels and fly up again for air. You're heading south. Soon you'll leave all the traffic behind. It's not a bad trip once you leave the city. You'll see paddocks of cows and bush, lots of native plants. You might see a skydiver floating down over the fields. Don't worry, I've never seen one land on the freeway. I look at my watch. Time is flying by. I think you'll be here in about 20 minutes. I can't sit still. I walk around the house straightening an already tidy house. First impressions, you know. What will you think of our home? What will you think of me? Will you stop in surprise and think, Sue looks much older than in her profile picture? Will you suddenly wonder if you know me at all? I stand at the sink, filling the kettle with water. You're sure to be thirsty after a long trip. Do you like tea? I'm not sure. We have coffee as well. There is so much about you I don't know. But we have time to chat and chat. We shall get to know each other properly. As long as we hit it off. Do you think we'll suddenly be shy when we see each other? Will we not know what to say? What if we can't get a conversation going? What if we can't understand each other's accents? You'll be travelling along the cutting by now. You'll be whizzing through the tunnel of sandstone rock, gum trees forming a cathedral ceiling over your head, out into the sun and back into the dappled shade. Roll down the window, sniff the fresh, damp, earthy smell. You might be able to see little waterfalls trickling off the rock. We've had a bit of rain recently. You should see the cutting when it really rains. Water rushes along the road with nowhere to go. It's quite exciting if you have a sense of adventure. Don't worry about the ditches either side of the road. 
only a few people have driven over the edge, hit the rock, and upturned their vehicles. Callum isn't one of those people. You are quite safe. Can you see the village sign? You are almost here. A couple of turns and you'll be heading down our street. I'd better open the door and get outside. I am standing on the driveway, peering down the road. My legs feel a bit shaky. What am I so nervous about? I practice a smile. Hi, I'm Sue, I say. No, that's ridiculous. Who else would I be? What will you notice as you come along our road? Are our houses different to yours? You'll see a mixture of old cottages and new houses, We live in one of the new ones. Watch out for a light brick house with a brown roof. It's half hidden behind a shrubby garden. We're right down the end of the road, close to the bush. That's where we run. I wonder if you'll come running with us while you're here. There's gum trees everywhere, and wattles and bottle brushes. Perhaps you won't be looking at the trees. You might be trying to spot me. Look, they're here, I yell. Everyone comes running. My whole family is anxious to meet you. Don't overwhelm our guest, I warn. We're rather a crowd. Callum turns into the driveway. I can see you. You're smiling. You slide out of the ute and then you stop. I stop too. The moment I've been dreaming about for so long has finally arrived. What do I do? What do I say? I wonder what you're thinking. Are you glad to be here? We stand still just for a second or two, and then all of a sudden we both move. We open our arms. We hug. We hug real hugs for the first time ever. I'm grinning, and so are you. Then we both start to speak. The words come tumbling out. Lots of them. Welcome to our home, I say, as I link my arms through yours. We move towards the house. Soon we'll be sitting at the kitchen table, mugs of tea in our hands. We are going to talk, and talk, and talk. Not know what to say to each other? We're not going to have any trouble at all. So, when are you coming? And that's my story. I guess from that story you can learn a lot about our family. I wonder what it would be like if you came to visit and we could sit around the kitchen table and chat. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, that's all I've got for you today. I'm coming to the end of this episode, episode 171. All I've got left to do is to invite you to visit my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, to join my membership site, my unschooling community. And don't forget, if you haven't already got a copy of Curious Unschoolers, please hop over to Amazon and take a look. Also, Radical Unschool Love, my second book. They are both available as print books and Kindle ebooks. So thank you for listening today and until next time, don't forget to live a radical life of unconditional love.